This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, my cat-loving friends. You are here with 19 Cats and Counting, and we are joined today by Jenna Mahan, who works with Embrace Pet Insurance and is a registered vet tech. And her pal, Amber, has come along for the ride. She also works for Embrace, and we're going to learn a little bit about pet insurance and some safety tips from them. You do not want to miss this. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I am your co-host, Linda Hall. Here with my ever, ever, my bestest, bestest friend and partner in crime, Rita Reimers. Okay, what do you want? <laughs> Partnering me up or something. I'll well, tell you, you know, later. Christmas is coming and I cannot believe it's the week after next. Is that right? Stop it. I'm not ready. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I'm not ready either. But just in time, we have Jenna to talk to us about potential hazards during the holidays and how we can avoid them. Yes. Welcome, Jenna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. And yeah, hazards during the holidays are pretty, pretty numerous. I uh, grew up working in veterinary emergency hospitals, so I've seen a lot of these things in person. I'll bet. Um, and there's a lot of easy ways to avoid ending up spending your holiday at an emergency hospital. So, well, and you're director of claims with Embrace too, so you see what trouble everybody's I'll getting bet. into, right? I'll bet you like, do. You are the front lines. You know what everybody's getting into. Yeah, I know it about a week later. Uh, yeah, once exactly. the claim is submitted and all those things, we get the medical history and, oh, well, this dog ate a whole turkey. Well, no wonder he was <laughs> in the hospital or, you Might know, have done it. <laughs> yeah, this cat ate some pumpkin pie and then threw up for three days. Like, that's exactly, a thing. <laughs> exactly. What's, what's one of the common issues that you see in emergency as far as cats go? Cats like to eat stupid objects, of course. So strings. I saw a cat once who ate like the string that you tie the turkey legs together with when you bake it. Oh, and then that yeah. causes a real bad intestinal issue. Oh, um, but is anybody surprised he ate it? It's oh god, smells like it turkey. probably smells like turkey. It tastes, tastes like, like turkey. turkey. Yeah, flavored string sounds like a <laughs> no, not surprised at all. Tinsel is also a really bad one for yes. things cats eat. That's really sharp and can can cut holes in intestines really easily. So that's, oh, you know, I know Linda's kind of- very sad. She can't put tinsel on her tree anymore. <laughs> we did oh, a live cool. yesterday talking about that. I used to be 
so OCD about Christmas and everything was just so, and I had this tinsel that I liked that was kind of holographic and you had to put it on two strands at a time and cover the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. None nope. of that's happening Can't anymore. Do that. Can't do none that. None of it. None of it. Yeah. The whole two feet, uh, the bottom two feet of my tree is naked because I mean, my cats are old, so they're not climbing a tree, but they will definitely get into trouble in that left. Bottom nice. Of the nice. Anything exactly. dangling down off the branches, that's just asking for trouble. I have one cat, Quinn, who she's like eight, but she's a big girl. So she's not climbing any trees. But um, she <laughs> really enjoys eating these little styrofoam balls that I have as decorations. Mm-hmm. So I keep those way up on top so she can't <laughs> eat them. She's choked like taking chunks out of the top of them and oh my goodness that's not good for their tummies flavored it's got glitter on it like she's just wonder if it's a texture thing or but you know how could we we all get mad because our cats are messing with our trees but every toy and cat tree we buy has something dangling from it to bat right and then we hang ornaments from our tree and go don't touch that I made the mistake one year I put feathers on the tree I thought that was going to be like such a cute fun idea white like bunches of feathers and it it would be pretty so cool yeah my cat thought it was the best thing ever oh no kidding yes tore it apart linda's husband can't bring her roses anymore they eat them it's Mm -hmm. like buffet they come from all corners (laughs) of the house they smell it they think that stuff's the best food ever unfortunately that rose isn't bad but the thorns yeah they're very smart they don't eat Right. yeah exactly lilies yeah. are what you got to really worry about with cats like that will yes point really poinsettias them. too right because that was another thing i always had two big poinsettias on opposite sides of my fireplace yes not the, anymore and the toxicology actually says that they would have to eat like several pounds of poinsettia to actually become ill okay. they might like eat a couple bites and then puke Right. That's kind of what cats are built for. They just right. Yeah, poinsettias are not as deadly as lilies. No. Lilies are extremely right. yes. deadly. Lilies, yes. holly is actually pretty toxic. Oh, um, and I mistletoe. didn't know that one. Me neither. And yeah. mistletoe. I didn't yes. know that one either. So if, if you're setting up a kissing booth with some mistletoe, you should wow. Keep your cats away from that one. <laughs> Put it on the ceiling. Yes. See, and those are yes. common holiday decorations, you know, of, along with candles, no candles anymore. Oh, my cat sniffs his whiskers off all the time. So <laughs> they, he just likes to sniff fire. Read so it. That's on a mantle, high away from the yep. cat. Yep. Rita decided one day to set up one of those baths, you know, out of the movies where you dim the lights and you play the music and you put the candles all on the Yes, I did. And my pumpkin jumped in the water and set his underbelly fur on fire. So no more candles. Thank God we were (laughs) in the tub. I was able to put it out quick, but yeah. She said I was able to put him out fast. And I don't know why. That was very funny putting your cat out. But yeah, not a funny situation. But in hindsight, do you see claims like that? What kind of claims do you see in the insurance office? All sorts of things. We uh, cats eating strange things, cats getting sick from eating strange things. I actually haven't seen a cat on fire claim in a long time. So that's pretty interesting. A lot of cats just have like the whole vomiting and diarrhea issues yeah. with holidays and getting into food and, or people even like treating them to food. Like let's make a Christmas ham. Great. Don't give that to your cat. That is so high fat and high salt content. You know, it's not even good for people in, right. you, give them, you give it to a cat who weighs 13 pounds 
and you give them a whole piece of ham and they wolf it down. Like that's a, a good, uh, it's a really good way to give them pancreatitis and, I know. and end up at a vet hospital. 13 pounds. I have a 19 pounder. I do too. I have the stereotypical skinny old man cat and a big fat lady yep. cat. I have a skinny um, old lady cat and then the, the big fat cat. All his blood work came out fine. We just had him at the vet, but you know, he's big. She named him Peanut when she got him because he was so tiny. And she changed his name. This peanut so butter. To peanut butter. Because, because he spread. Because he spread. Peanut butter spread. I, I like Once that. in a while, Rita tells a good one. That was one of them that I gave her credit. Yeah. <laughs> Linda's the jokester. I'm the straight man. But when I come out with them, they're good. When she comes up with one, I'm like, ooh, that was good. So. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. So, well, and we're leaving food out and we've got small children coming to visit us, right? Yeah. Um, my great niece and nephew are going to be here at Christmas time. They're, I think, two and four. I probably got that wrong. But in that age range, they're going to drop food. And some of it is okay if it's a piece. Some of it is not. Or sometimes the kids like to feed your animals, right? Like, well, you have to watch anything with onions and garlic, raisins or grapes. That's very poisonous for yes. cats and dogs. Yes. Dogs, for the most part, with onions and garlic. I've never seen a cat. It, so what it does is it causes hemolytic anemia, where it makes your red blood cells basically pop. Wow. And you kind of need those to stay whole for the whole living portion right. of, of life. I've never seen a cat actually get that, but it's definitely a problem with dogs. I've never seen a cat try to eat a raisin. I, I can't say that they wouldn't, but grapes are no good. For sure, chocolate for dogs is always a problem. You don't want that to happen. What about cats? Cats, I've never seen a cat eat enough chocolate to become toxic from it. Okay. Um, okay. But it's definitely not good for them. It's probably more on the sugar and fat content yeah. side of things. I've read the dark the chocolate isn't as dangerous as the milk chocolate. Is that true? The actual toxic chemical in chocolate is called theobromine. And there's much more theobromine in dark chocolate or bake and baking chocolate than there is in milk chocolate. So milk chocolate has a little bit and then it's tempered with milk and sugar and things like that. And dark chocolate is just much more concentrated. Okay. So dark chocolate's actually worse. Yes, it is. Okay, worse. A good friend of mine set out a bowl of the holiday Hershey's Kisses. You know, they red and green and she put it by the door for her guests. It's just very lovely. Yeah, she had a, um, I think it was Brady that did it. It's a Brady. Uh, uh, why am I not pretty sure? I know. And anyway, it was either Brady or Sophie, one of her dogs. Yeah, ate a lot of it. And for quite a while was pooping glitter in the snow from the <laughs> foil wrappers. She said it was very festive looking. I have a Labrador and... Um... You know, labs are just pretty infamous for eating everything. And oh, he, I, he I had a lab golden mix growing up, right? And this was back in the Stone Ages when we didn't know as much as we know now in the 70s. And we used to feed him chocolate Hershey bars. Didn't think anything of it. He even had a Hershey bar toy, squeaker toy that smelled My like My dog it. had that one and it smelled like it. I don't think oh. they make them anymore. I don't know. It was I hope a long not. time ago. I hope not too. Yeah, because it's like, this is your toy. This is yours. Now you smell chocolate. You yeah. can't have that. And can you imagine like with a child, like here, you can play with this one, but this food item that looks exactly like your dog's toy. And you smells like it. Too. You can't yeah, have it. Exactly. Like it. exactly. And exactly. the psychology, which one do you want? The one that you're not supposed to have. It's right. Yes. The way and you're people and dogs and cats are. For me as a child, I wasn't giving away any candy bars. I was eating them all myself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, I can relate to that. 
just going to say to resemble that remark. Yeah. (laughs) So I have always said, look, my cats don't know. And my dog do not know that it's Christmas. Do not know that it's Thanksgiving. They're not upset that I'm eating the turkey and they're not. But I try to give them something special just so I can feel like they're part of our celebration because they are my family. So like with the turkey, you know, the yucky parts that you normally throw away that you pull out of the bird, I usually will cook those in a pan with a little chicken broth and then split it among them or something. Especially the chicken livers. That's really good for them. It can be. And the other things actually have cartilage in them. Um, So like the turkey neck and things like that. And that's, that's actually really good for them. That's uh, a large part of what's in most commercial foods is cartilage based chicken pieces and poultry pieces. And so that's all really good for them. And I think what you need to look out for in giving your pets treats is not what it is, but what's in it. So, you know, plain potatoes, cool like not going to hurt anyone. It's the seasonings. It's the fat you add to it. It's all of those things. So salt in high content isn't good for pets. So like I said, ham, not good for us either. Not a great place. Not good for Um, anybody. But plain turkey, plain potatoes, um, sweet potatoes are great for dogs. I have actually, um, I grow sweet potatoes and then slice them and dehydrate them and give to my dogs as treats. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. It's pretty cool because they get kind of like rubbery and it'll take a while for them to chew on it. So it's a good like longer term treat. Not They're just not going to swallow it. I mean, they're going to try, but so sweet potatoes are great, but you got to give them the sweet potatoes before they get the butter and the brown sugar, the brown sugar, the cinnamon, the cloves, the ginger, those are all way too strong for cat and dog bellies. Yeah. Human food is just way over seasoned and too rich for our pets. You got to get it before you put all that stuff on them. That makes us like it. Love it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. If it makes it human palatable. Yeah. Right. (laughs) If it makes it unbland for us. Yes. Then it's it's no good for them. Yeah. No good for them. When we tell people, I mean, we often suggest people add a little bit of pumpkin, three, four teaspoons of pumpkin to their cat's food for fiber if they're having either constipation or diarrhea. So we said now, not Not the the pumpkin pie filling, but the canned pumpkin. pumpkin. And you can give a little bit of that. I mean, there's things we can... Give your cat some favorite treats. Buy something, you know. Some cats love that. Yeah. Green beans, oatmeal, all of those are are good, like fibrous treats for them. I mean, I'm not going to call it a treat. If you give me an oatmeal with some green beans on top, I will return it to you. But uh, my dog great, is thrilled about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cats and probably dogs too, they don't get any fiber in their canned food. Um, and cats out in nature, they get their fiber from eating, you know, small birds and rodents. They don't have that in their diet. So they need a little bit of that. Sure. Yeah. And the hydration that they normally get from animals that they're not right. getting at home. So, yes. I have two water fountains for my old man kidney failure cat. And he loves them. He, and sometimes I'll just put a glass of water in a random room, like on the floor. And he's like, oh, found water. And he'll drink it all up. So <laughs> so cool. him into hydrating himself. He's like, like a hunter. He's going back to his hunter instantly. That's important for cats. They need that hunting experience. Mm -hmm. So we need to provide that for them in other ways since they don't, well, our cats don't go outside. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yes. I'm sure you see, I'm sure there are some claims from is outside cats with all that goes on out there. Oh, it's- yes. Cat bite wounds and cars and just a lot of is just unknown injuries. They just come home with a hole and you don't know what happened. And- yeah. I, I had one break out the screen. I think he smelled a female in heat and we oh, were right. waiting. He's, I think his surgery date was like the next week or something. Of course. <laughs> and he came back the next morning, beat to snot. Let me, we think it was a raccoon, but it was not a cheap fat bill. I did not have pet insurance and it hurt. It was painful. I just posted on social media an article about plastic bags and how cats love the smell of plastic bags and we'll get, and one of my cats, somebody left a bag out. One of my cats had it around her neck, the one behind me and almost choked. It was a very scary situation. And somebody posted on that and said, my cat ingested a piece of a plastic bag and it was thousands of dollars I at bet. the vet. My Simba's obsessed with plastic bags. I have to hurry up and put the groceries away before he snatches one. So true. Mine yes. does too. He doesn't actually ingest them. He just likes to lick them, which is like the most annoying sound on earth, first of all. <laughs> Do you know um, why? Do you know why? Oh, no, I just they use a slip agent so that the bags don't stick together. They use this on your water bottle coverings, oh. all of this stuff. The slip agent is stearic acid. The most common and cheapest form of stearic acid is made from animal fat, particularly beef. And we know cats have a great We just made Jenna smell. speechless. She so doesn't know why. I know. I had no idea why he was obsessed with bags. Now I you know. I was something about... <laughs> It's also a really cool noise and it's light and it moves easy and it crinkles. Cats love crinkle, but yeah, I did surgery once where some plastic bag was removed from a cat and it was actually a really tough, you know, like if a dog eats a plastic bag, they're probably going to eat the whole thing and poop it out. It's going to be, but this cat had like teeny tiny pieces and it was Heared to the inside of like the intestine. So it wouldn't come out on its own. Like poo was moving through, but it was all irritated and there was scar tissue. And that was actually a really bad situation. So yeah, putting those bags away as soon as possible is always, or not using them. Like I use the reusable shopping bags as much as I can. Yeah. That's really the best way to go. When I was a pet sitter and I owned a just for cats pet sitting, I know I had more than one client that would say, you know, when you bring in the newspaper, it's going to be in a plastic. Can you throw that out? Cause my cat will eat it. Good call. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yes. And some are more in tune to that than others. And we know cats have this crazy sense of smell. Not only much stronger than ours, but they have more olfactory sensors than we do. They can smell things we haven't even imagined. That's true. So just because you don't smell it doesn't mean your cat doesn't smell it. It isn't going to eat it. So, yes. So any other top? I mean, we got tinsel. I I no longer hang any breakable ornaments. We're done with the candles. What about pine and pine cones? Are those bad for your cats? Not that I'm aware of. I know that like pine essential oils can be bad for cats. Um, I've not heard anything about actual pine being bad. I don't know that they would really ingest it so much. They they just might chew on it like a, to right. a or something. Or if you've got a real tree, you know, it sits in water. So I just wonder if they drink that. I always tell people not to let them drink the water, but I really don't know if that's bad, poisonous or not. Well, a lot of people who get live trees, I usually get a live tree. Um, they were just really expensive this year. So I didn't know uh, <laughs> um, you put a lot of my mom always told me to put aspirin or a little bit of bleach in the water so that it doesn't get moldy and that so the tree, I don't know. Takes you really don't want your cat to 
drink that. Absolutely do not want your cat drinking that. So that's always been a concern for me. I have like a foil covering that I would put on it and then put the tree skirt over top of that and tie it so that it it can't come off. Um, And I've never had a problem with a cat trying to drink that, but that is definitely a concern. I think just the water by itself is probably not a problem. Although your tree needs it, but you know. Yeah. The other thing too, the wire that you put the ornament on to hook it on the tree, you gotta be careful that you don't drop some of those and leave them in the carpet. Always find one somewhere. And the wire. So I'm sorry, one of my favorite movies, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. (laughs) It's funny. That really happened. As much as I love cats, it is hysterical when that cat chews the wire. Is that a thing? Yes. Oh, for sure. Really? Our cat, my cats don't, they don't, well, I don't put up a tree anymore, but they don't seem to chew wire. Uh, Ex- except cat- for these thin cords. These, these, they chew. Yeah. Like your <laughs> earbuds. My cat broke a couple light bulbs off my tree when she was a kitten. <gasps> oh. um, and she didn't get shocked or anything, but I actually have a friend who her cat climbed the tree. He's orange. So, you know, I, we got it. We got you. Linda's experienced that. Not in possession of a brain cell that day. So he climbed the tree. He chewed a cord. He be- he got electrocuted and then her fiance at the time was trying to get him out of the tree and he bit him and he got electrocuted oh. and it was the whole thing. And those were the old lights though. I don't know if like LEDs are as bad. Anymore. That's what I was. Yeah. We were talking yeah. about that the other day and I we were thought, talking oh, about that get the, other the day. new ones. Exactly. Yeah. Make sure you've like got the, the new big ones. That's... Like she had a vintage tree. They're really pretty, but he destroyed them. <laughs> I know we have to go to break in a minute and we're going to switch gears a little when we come back. But before we leave, Linda, you want to tell Jenna what you did one year to try to get your cats not to go near the tree? (laughs) This was before I became a behaviorist. So I'm at the pet store and picking up food or whatever. And I see they have this can of stuff that you can spray on your tree to make your cats. Well, hello, of course. So I sprayed it. It smelled like a skunk died in my living room. (laughs) The cats didn't care, but the humans no longer were in the living room. <laughs> yeah, that made for a pleasant Christmas. Of a, you that know. was stay off spray for the humans. <laughs> Fortunately, it did eventually evaporate and what, but I, you know, I threw the can away and didn't spray it anymore. <laughs> that makes me wonder though, what is that spray and how healthy is it for the cats to be around it? I know. I wish I, it was so many years ago. I don't even know the name, but man, that stunk. We will never do that again. I've seen some people say using essential oils is good for that. I don't usually recommend that. Like they have. I'm so afraid of essential oils because so many of them can be harmful that I just stay away from all of them. Yeah, I I don't think that's great to use around cats. They're just so such sensitive little souls. Um, I think there's better ways to to keep them out of a tree than spreading essential oils. If the citrus scent works and it does for a lot of cats, a lot of cats don't like that. You can actually just throw some clementines under your Christmas tree and just let them sit there for a couple of weeks. I've done it. Now, some of my cats don't care and then we'll play with them. We've had the same experience with tinfoil, but you know, understanding that I have 12 and she has 15 cats, (laughs) you know, it's somebody's always going to, I just don't, I just don't do trees anymore. I want to, but (laughs) you were outnumbered. Exactly. There's just no hope for me. I just quit. I gave up. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. And we're going to talk about actual pet insurance and how expensive really is it? We'll be right back after this message. Rita, are you spending too much time cleaning out your cat litter boxes and filling them? Are they running out too soon? Do you always feel like you need to add more? 
Because you know our new sponsor, Kitty Poo Club, they found the perfect solution to these problems. Yeah, Kitty Poo Club is the most convenient monthly litter box ever. See, what they do is every month, Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable, recyclable litter box. And it's already pre-filled with the litter you choose. They even have extra large litter boxes because I have some chunky cats, right? We know other people do, too. And when the month is up, just recycle the used litter box and Kitty Poo Club will automatically send you a new one. You can customize your subscription, too, and maybe add some toys, treats, accessories, or whatever else might make your cat happy. Oh, yeah, and you know what else? You don't have to scrub out those plastic litter boxes, either. I hate doing that. You got me at no more scrubbing litter boxes, right? honey. The super cool thing, right now, Kitty Poo Club is offering 25% off on the first litter box order as long as they use the code 19CAT. And they get free shipping if they set up a subscription. Wow. They just have to go to kittypooclub.com to get 25% off the first auto ship order of litter boxes with free shipping. And be sure to use 19 cats for your discount at checkout. That's kittypooclub.com. Meow. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hey everybody, we're back with 19 Cats and Counting and we're talking with Jenna, who is a representative for uh, a pet insurance that we, Linda and I always thought was way too expensive for our households. But we were talking with Jenna and it's not as bad as we thought. Really not. Depending on the age of your cat. So every premium for a dog or a cat is based on your age, your breed, and your location. So if you have a relatively young cat that you want to insure, of course, mixed breeds are going to cost less because they have less inherent health problems. You can get a policy for 12 to $15 a month. For older cats, it might be $20, $23, $25 a month. Um, and that's for anything that's not pre-existing, so new issues that come up down the road, and that can cover cancer and diabetes and renal failure and IBD and all of the things that cats get. Do you need to watch for pre-existing conditions with pet insurance? Like if your cat's already diabetic, can you insure him? You can insure him for other things. Okay. So, okay. And that's always why it's a good idea to get pet insurance earlier in a pet's life is because they're going to have less pre-existing conditions um, if you do it early. What is it? 90 some percent of cats by age, blah, 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 get kidney disease. And by age 15, have some signs of kidney disease. It's very prevalent. And we know that I think it was 95% of the cats looked at age 10 and older had arthritis, arthritis, which is very painful. Yes. There's actually a fun new drug coming out for that. Um, for cats with arthritis, it's called Silencia. Ooh, um, write that down. I am. It's a, it's a, it's a, a multiclonal antibody drug and it's supposed to be like the new miracle drug for cats with arthritis. And I just went to a conference this week, then they were talking about some AI, um, artificial intelligence, where you can send a video and the video will determine if your cat has arthritis. Isn't that cool? Wow. Yes, we need. Because cats hide. Cats hide pain. They do. They do. And people don't notice it. And they're like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe he hasn't been jumping on things for a while. And I just thought that was the coolest new thing that's come out. It is. We had Sylvestri AI on our show a while back and their, their software shows if your cat's happy or not. 
So oh. I'm gl- I'm glad to see that this goes a step further. Yes, yes. Although it did, I'll tell you, talking about hiding them. So we got to test the app before it was out, Ooh. and I took a picture of my kismet, and it said he was unhappy. And oh, I, was I like, remember this. Excuse yeah. me, excuse me. And they say, you know, your cat may be momentarily irritated by something. Take a few, and you know. Yes. So I waited a little while, and I took another <laughs> one, and he said he was unhappy. So then I was taking my makeup off, and he was sitting right behind me in the chair, purring, and I'm petting him. I'm like, I got you now. And I took a picture that said he was unhappy. So. I made a vet appointment for him and it's so funny. I make it online and it asks the reason for bringing it in. And I'm like, the app said my cat's man, you know, I, what do I say exactly? So I just said, I suspect there may be some issues going on. So yeah, like the next, the day of it, we were having a terrible snowstorm. And my husband said, you are not driving to Napoleon with this cat. And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> the app said something's wrong with Kismet and Kismet's FIV positive. So I don't mess yeah. around with that. Right. Okay. Something yeah. happens with Kismet. Kismet goes to the vet. He was dehydrated and something else was off. I don't remember. Stupid little things that I would not have noticed. They hide. And again, an FIV they positive. hide illnesses. They hide arthritis. Your insurance company that you represent is called Embrace. Can you tell us a little bit about your company and and your, uh, you cover both dogs and cats. Do you cover other pets? No, we are just dogs and cats. And we've, we've been around for a while now. We've been around for 15 years. We're not a new company. You know, we've got our processes. We know what we're doing. Um, And yeah, we, we started out as a, a, a business idea two people who were in a business contest at, at Wharton Business School. Um, and it, it was so successful that they made it into a company. And um, it's been growing. That's like amazing. Pet insurance is growing by leaps and bounds, but only approximately 3% of pets in the U.S. are insured. Right. Um, right. In Europe, I it's believe like that. Yeah. 30%. Mine that makes sense. Sure. That, that's for sure. We've told people, look, if you got one or two cats, you need pet insurance. Right. But we were too afraid with 12 and 15 cats of what that would look like. But this is not. Just insure your favorites. No, what sure. I had. <laughs> it's way less than cost to insure a person. Listen, oh, cats, sure. y'all, y'all better behave because I'm deciding who gets <laughs> insurance and who does. Well, it's like, know, just, just get health insurance for your favorite child. It's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nikki, you get insurance. Cameron, sorry about your life. I know, right? (laughs) Exactly. Sorry. With a cat like my kismet, he was rescued from a feral colony, was not feral, was beat to snot by the ferals. So he's FIV positive. How do you ensure? Because so many of his issues branch from him being FIV positive. He is susceptible to um, derma, whatever, milia. I Now I can't say the name. Thank you. That's the word, which I could have said at any time up until and right plus, now. Uh, his teeth, stomatitis. And he's had teeth removed twice. I think there's three left. If they say they need to remove one more, I'm going to tell them just finish it and quit putting yeah. this kid under anesthetic. Yeah. So, you know, so... All of those things are basically attributable to his FIV. Is he insurable? He's insurable for unrelated issues. So you know what's related. You know all of the things that can be related to that FIV. If he were to break a leg, that is not related to FIV. I see. If he gets an orthopedic problem, if he gets cancer, if he gets, um, you know, renal failure. Yeah, not, not related to FIV. So those are the things that are covered. And I think that oh, as, long as, you, <laughs> <laughs> as long as you understand that going into it, 
that it's for new conditions and unrelated conditions, then you're going to be happy with what you bought. So how do you, how does one go about actually, you know, filing a claim using their or using their insurance and do all veterinarians offices cover accept the insurance? Okay, so pet insurance is a little different than human health insurance, and it's on a reimbursement basis. So you're still responsible for paying your vet. And you can, I mean, a lot of people will use care credit to pay their vet, and then they'll just pay off their care credit card when we reimburse. So you will pay your vet, and then you submit your claim, which is quite easy. We have a portal, we have an app, you take a picture of your invoice, you tell us why you were there. So sneezing or diarrhea, and then you hit submit claim and we will get your claim. The first claim can take a couple weeks because we have to look through the medical history and see if there's any pre-existing conditions. But after that, 90% of our claims are done in five business days or less. We can ACH direct deposit to your bank account and you're done. That's get amazing. Back the whole amount is there, are there deductibles? That's up to you. So okay. um, we do we don't have a zero dollar deductible plan okay. at this point. Um, so you choose the deductible and you chose choose the copay you want. So like my pets are older and more expensive to insure, so I have them on a thousand dollar deductible. So that's more of like a an accident big big bad thing plan. Um, you can get a two hundred dollar deductible. And then um, you choose your reimbursement percentage. So I have a reimbursement percentage of 80%. So my copay is 20%. And obviously that affects how much the premium is. Exactly. So the higher your deductible is, the less you pay per month. And, and, and yes. So, and like I said, where you live, if you live in Seattle, if you live in LA, your premium is going to be a little higher because you live in a high, uh, What's the word? Uh, Metropolitan. High area. risk. High yes. risk. Yeah. High yeah. risk. Yeah. Yeah. What about someone like sense. me that lives in Little Podunk, Lancaster, South Carolina. Sorry, Lancaster. I love being here, but <laughs> it's a it's a very small suburb of Charlotte. So then your premium would probably be less expensive because okay. where you live, because your veterinary costs will be less expensive. Like in that area, you can get a dental cleaning for six or eight hundred dollars. If you did the same dental cleaning in New York City, you're probably going to pay twice that. Well, that's true. Sure. Got it. Your premium will be more because you live in a more expensive area. Got it. That makes perfect sense. And some of the, I mean, there are things we can pretty much count on like kidney disease. And I'm sorry, in the five years that Rita and I have been working. I know exactly what you're going to talk about. She has lost three or four to cancer in this time. At least. At least. At least. I don't more. I'm trying to do the math, but I was thinking about, I thought you were going to bring up the asthma when we were pet oh, yeah. sitting, when I first started my company in 2003, asthma in cats was very rare. I think I had one client with it. I didn't know how to do the nebulizer. I learned from the client, right? By the time we wrapped up our business 17 years later, the asthma was, yeah. and we thought maybe it was regional because our company was based in Los Angeles where I used to live. But then we yeah. opened a branch Air here pollution, in the right? Charlotte area and there was, the percentage of asthma was just as high. Are you finding that's true um, I what think, you're seeing for claims? Yes. I don't think that the prevalence of asthma has probably increased. I think that the recognition of asthma true. has increased. I think that oh. there were veterinarians in the past who are like, yeah, that's how cats breathe. Or 
you know, yeah, stop letting them run around and get stressed out. And now they're more recognizing that this is a disease in cats that we can treat. So I, in my opinion, that's probably what it is. Okay. Um, Okay. But they do have, there are environmental impacts from asthma. So, you know, more pollution equals more asthma flare-ups and inflammation in the lungs and things like that. So it it could be a little bit of both, but I think it's actually just a disease that's being more recognized. Okay. Yeah. That really shocked when I came out and and started working with her at the cat. Yeah. I was like, asthma? I didn't know cats had asthma inhalers. And then, yeah, by the time we left, it was like a third of the cats. All of our cat sitters just about knew how to do the nebulizer because we have so many. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And uh, and insulin and and sub-Q sub-Q and- fluids very popular I don't want to say popular prevalent diabetes became more prevalent I think too a lot of people a lot of the pet companies didn't handle those things and we did so they came to us for that but I just was wondering if the insurance experience was reflecting those changes it is, but yeah and and so we're feeling a lot of um, changes right now so inflation is something we're seeing um, veterinary costs are going up nationwide. So our average claim is going up. Um, and that means the costs out of pocket for everyone's going up, which makes insurance even more important. I think it's like protecting yourself, financial issues in the future. And insurance is interesting because there's lots of different kinds and most people will try to compare pet insurance to their health insurance. And the truth of the matter is they're not the same. So health insurance and property casualty insurance. So pet insurance is property casualty. So we all know that legally pets are property. Yeah, Yeah, right. Sadly, but yeah. That's how it works. And so that's why there's pre-existing conditions, you know, in human health insurance, that doesn't exist anymore. Um, And there's regulation with insurance companies and collusion and all of those things. That's not how it is with pet insurance. Um, We are much more like car insurance. Um, than we are health insurance. Okay, so, okay. except for that, it's not required. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah. So that kind of that. that kind of leads into my next question. Then, too, is I was going to ask: Does the pet insurance cover wellness visits or just sick visits? So there are a lot of different policies out there throughout the different companies, and some of them have wellness plans, and some of them don't. So we do have a wellness plan. It's separate from the insurance. So you get wellness for the expected costs, your vaccines, your preventatives, your supplements, things like that. And then illness is for the unexpected costs that, I mean, they're unexpected, but they're also expected. Like, you know, if you have insurance, you know, at some point you're going to need it. Because oh, for sure. They don't live forever. Um, they're going Sadly. to live down the road. Exactly. So it's, you know, people will get pet insurance and they will sometimes not see the value of it because they didn't use it for a year and they'll cancel it. But then six months later, their pet gets sick. And, you know, then it's it's too late. You can't go back and reinstate the policy. So it's kind of a good thing if you didn't have to use it because your pet was never sick. Right, yeah. right. But it's hard to realize the value of something you don't use. <laughs> so when people True. do use it, then Jenna, do their premiums go up like they do they with don't. humans? They so do no, not. it's not like car insurance where if you make a claim, uh, your premium goes up. I'm not saying your premium doesn't go up because it does. <laughs> It goes up in accordance with inflation and age. So as your pet ages, it's more likely that you're going to claim and that you're going to need the insurance. 
So it goes up because of those reasons, not because of you, you claim you, you would have the, if you both had the same policy for the same cat in the same zip code, it would go up equally, no matter how much you claimed. That's a good thing. Well, sounds besides, like some of my younger cats probably need insurance, but go ahead, Linda. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a link. So there's a thing, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but after years of working with cats, I've come to expect that the chance of my cat just growing old and dying without a medical condition is nil. Every cat I've had has developed something. Well, age is not a disease. Well, for sure. Yeah, exactly. With humans too, right? Like the older I get. Well, yeah, there's always a, a cause, you know, like, yeah. like just with humans, Linda, there's always a, a cause, usually a medical cause, unless it's an accident. So that stands to reason it's the same with our cats and dogs. But the, there's the unexpected too. I mean, in yeah. honey, you want to learn about unexpected stuff. Look at my Abby. Be a claims adjuster like you or work in cat sitting. Well, yeah, I got a text from Rita one day. Abby's gone. And it's like, excuse me, there's nothing she wrong with never this cat. Sick. She laid down and died. And she needed, she cancer. said, I need a necropsy because I just can't live with this. And I need to know if she's got something contained. Was cancer. cancer. She didn't know. She showed no signs. There was nothing. She just wow. died. Which, thankfully, I mean, I guess that's better than suffering. But yes. But then there's all the, you know, we have had we had a pet sitter go into a home. Y'all who have gas stoves, put some knob covers. On. Yes, do lock. Get those locking knobs like you do for kids. Yes, <laughs> I need those. Because I have please. turned it on with my butt so many times. Uh huh. Cat sitter goes into a home for a sit, calls us, house smells like gas. She's got windows open. She's got the cat at the window. <laughs> breathe, breathe, breathe. Had she not come when she did, which is another reason y'all need pet sitters. Had she not come when she did, that cat would have been gone. They could yeah. do the same with electric though. And then the coil gets red hot. That's cat true. Steps that's on true. So, yes, yeah. that's true. But I, you know, I know, when the cat steps on that, I mean, there's a danger there. When the cat steps on that, they're going to go, ouch, and get off of it. But the gas is going to keep filling the home. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've had, you know, cats have broken things, chewed wires. I mean, you just don't know, eating their toys. I mean. Yeah. So one of the most interesting and terrible accidents I ever saw with a cat was he jumped into the dishwasher and this person had their knives pointing up in the <sighs> cutlery drawer and the cat was impaled on oh my gosh oh i think about that every time i load the dishwasher knives down knives down knives down, down people the refrigerator too you've got and the dryer a lot of people like their, they let their cats like sleep in the dryer no 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 i've seen uh, one of the veterinarians i used to work for many years ago her husband <gasps> did that to her cat. Like, oh, no, no, no. Didn't know it was in there. And yeah, my cats, they're not even allowed in the laundry room. My daughter got up one night to get a water bottle. She said oh, it was a, it was a God thing. She kept saying something was nagging. I want a bottle of water. I want a bottle of water. I want a bottle. She's like, this is not my normal MO. She opens the refrigerator door. Cats in the fridge. Which <gasps> one was a Deadpool? I think it was Dinia. But yeah, I, <laughs> she said, I have no idea how long she was in there. I don't even know how she, you know, obviously she yeah. opened the door, grabbed something. The cat snuck in. We don't see it. She shut the door. If she hadn't gotten up for that battle of water. Who knows what would have happened? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. You've got to be really careful with cats. They're, they're quiet. And the reason they're quiet is because they need to be to hunt prey in the wild. Yeah. They're sneaky brats. <laughs> Sometimes I think that they they're are. just trying to kill themselves. <laughs> they don't yes, understand. They they, they yes. really believe that nine lives story. It's not true. <laughs> there are no nine lives. Stuff. So it's listening. She's just wanting to get ideas. She is. What can I do next? Right. <laughs> yes. 
Jenna, do, do you have any, I know we've got to wrap shortly. Do you have any last words, things that you would like people to know about pet insurance that maybe there's some misunderstandings about out there? I think that there's definitely misunderstandings. A lot of people don't understand what kind of insurance it is or how it works or that it's reimbursement based. And there's so many companies out there right now. And there's a lot of new ones coming because it is such a growing industry. And I think that Embrace Pet Insurance is obviously what I think is the best pet insurance. Of but course. I'd rather that everyone had pet insurance, even if it isn't ours. Like, do your research, do the comparisons. There's a whole lot of comparison websites out there. There's, we have a comparison. We compare our company and all the other companies and read the terms and conditions. See what you're actually getting for your dollars. Like, and some companies cover dental things and some don't. And some cover um, complementary therapies like hydrotherapy and acupuncture and things like that. And some don't. So if those things are modalities that you use, you should make sure that your policy covers those. So I think that's just the most important thing is knowing what you're going into if you're looking at pet insurance. So do the comparisons, do a little bit of research, and you'll be much happier in the end with the product you choose. And it's really, it's all about having peace of mind that like you can go into a clinic and say, do what you need to do. Not, okay, well, if I move this around and don't pay my mortgage until this date. I, know. I just ran there. into that yesterday. My vet said that boo-boo really could use an ultrasound and I'm like $400 and no. Yeah. <laughs> so so we're that's not where doing insurance it comes in. Like, you know, going in that, that this, that you have insurance and you don't have to make that decision. You make the decision that's best for your pet and not what you can do because of finances. And that's, that's what insurance is for. Well, I'm sold because I spend too much <laughs> at the vet. Any no last, Linda, do, you have, do you have any last questions for Jenna? I just, before we I, I just want to thank you, Jenna, because this is great information. The holiday information is great Very information, but we have been talking about wanting to know more about pet insurance for a long time. So, and Good. we have had these discussions amongst ourselves. Whenever we do a session at the end of the write-up, I put um, other things that maybe would be useful for the pet parents. And I will definitely start including yes, uh, Embrace in that Lovely. list. We would love that. Definitely. Thank you so much you for coming on our try. show. And Linda <laughs> is always my ride or die. Um, thank you for always being there for me. Always. You're <laughs> stuck always, with me. Always. Like mold. And of course, I have to thank our awesome producer, Mark Winter, who works tirelessly on these shows and always makes us look good. We thank him for our place in the Pet Life Radio family. We'll talk to you next time. Meanwhile, remember, every day is Catterday. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.